Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida. There is no world religion that has the death of a leader and the resurrection back to life again. Only Jesus Christ. That is why you can't put anything else other than Jesus in the gap between sinful man and holy God. Do you know that there's no world religion that can give you assurance of going to heaven when you die, except for Christianity? None. You ask a Muslim, where are you going when you die? I really don't know. What a miserable way to live. We have assurance because of the empty tomb. God calls us to share his good news to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Does that mean I must go to those places? No. We're to be witnesses to those who live next door, down the street, or across town. Our lives and our words should be a testimony to those with whom we come in contact with, from family members and business associates to the clerk at the grocery store. People all around us need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We must open our eyes and our hearts to see where God is working. Wherever we are, that is Jerusalem. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Acts, chapter 4, for our continuing study entitled, Speak Up. that people will be with 30 people at a house, a great party, and they'll still be lonely. I guarantee you, I absolutely know it, there are people sitting here and they're lonely. You're around thousands of people. Many of you are married. You know what I hear from marriage counseling so often? If my husband or if my wife would simply pay attention to me, I'm so lonely. Could that be your problem By the way, little side issue, this is extra credit. Why did God create marriage? It is not good for man to be alone. If that's your problem and your husband that's insensitive, your wife that's insensitive, you need to go to your spouse and say, man, how could you be lonely? I'm sorry. Let's get it together. But see, man is lonely for one huge reason. When you became a Christian, you got to follow this. This is really special. When you became a Christian, who came to live in you? God came to live. So do you have God in you this morning? How long is he there? Forever. So can you ever be lonely? No, you cannot be. Why is an unbeliever lonely? Because they don't have God in them. Woo, that's powerful. Understand that. They won't understand that, but you need to understand it. Now, I may be lonely because I don't have another person, but bottom line, I can never be lonely because I have God living. That's why Jesus said he's going to send you another comforter, another one to be in you. And last, the unbeliever is afraid of death. Now, there's nobody here. Don't kid yourself. There's a universal fear of death. Nobody here really wants to die. If you do... There's a problem with depression or some kind of issue. Because the Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Could I hear an amen? 
I mean, does that mean life's perfect? No, it's difficult. But this is the day that we should be rejoicing. So nobody really wants to die, but we're going to die. You well know that. Now, how do I know that I'm going to die? How does this person know they're going to die? Because God has put eternity in the heart. You hear a lot of unbelievers say this to you. They don't even know you're thinking, oh, well, no, when I die, just go in the ground, that's it. Oh, they know better. Because God has put eternity in their heart. They know after they die, they'll say to you, well, that's it. I got on the ground and the worms just eat us up and that's it. Or I come back, I come back as another person or whatever. No, they know after they die, there's something. There's life after death. They know that. Now, it's interesting to me. Many of you know about CNN and Ted Turner. I talked to you about before, but I want to mention it again. All his life, nothing about God, God's foolishness. Those of you that are Christians out there, what an idiot you are. You need a little crutch or whatever. You're stupid. There's no God or whatever. All of a sudden, we see these headlines from Ted Turner. Multi-billionaire. He says this. If there is a heaven, that's new. If there is a heaven, I want to go there. Now, why the change? Because he's 75. (laughs) And there's a lot more behind him than in front of him. I'm making fun, but that's exactly why. Over the last few, about the last month, Pastor Dave did a funeral and I did another funeral for young men in their 20s. At the funeral were lots of young people. What I always talk about at a funeral with that, where are you going to go when you die? See, 20-year-olds never think about it. But when one of theirs is here, they think about it. You need to think about it because you're going to die. They're thinking about it, but they don't even want to address that. So everybody starts when you're born as a sinful person. See, when Adam and Eve sinned, uh, sin was taken and transferred to the DNA of humans. So you and I are born with a sin nature. So here's the one thing that's really important when you share with an unsafe person. You can share with them, I've been where you are. Every person that was ever born is born a what? Tell me this morning. A sinner. So you were born a sinner. And what does that mean? I just told you what that means. Empty, lonely, guilty, and afraid of death. So every single person is born a sinner. Now, what does sin do? This is, so you need to understand this. What does sin do? It separates, it separates from a holy God. So, If I look at that picture, and I want to go to heaven, I want to have forgiveness, I want to have freedom, I want to have purpose, what what am I trying to do? I'm trying to bridge the gap. And you'll see that in a moment. I'm, I'm trying to bridge the gap. Now, they may not understand forgiveness and freedom, but when you put like heaven, okay. Especially if you're 70 and plus. Or you go to, and you begin thinking about it, because you know life's like that. Now, If I don't solve this problem, what result do I get? What's death right here? What's death? Pastor Mark, you think I'm really going to die? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm going to die. Go ahead. Just tell the neighbor right now. You can do it with a smile. You are going to die. Right? Okay. So I know I'm going to die. Watch me and I'll show you in a moment. So I'm going to try to bridge the gap. It'll make a lot of sense to you. Sinful people, that was all of us. So I want to bridge this gap to God. How do I do it? Well, the number one way people do it 
is the first thing you see up there. If you go to a person who's an unbeliever, this has been proven out millions of times. The number, if you say to a person, when you die, why will you go to heaven? The number one answer is this, because I may, say it with me, I'm a good person. Then why did God in Ephesians say, no good people go to heaven? Because he knew that would be the excuse, the lie from Satan. See, good people don't go to him. How good is good? Well, if I'm better than that one, really? No, good is perfect. You, you, good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. So the world does not understand that. They simply think if they're good enough, they'll go. But the Bible says you can't be good. If, if I could be good enough, then why did Jesus come? There'd be no reason. So it has nothing to do with me. I can't be good enough. I'm going to do this really quickly, but I want you to see that this thing of good enough started right at the beginning. Watch me. Watch me. This is very powerful. Now, you're not going to use this to explain to other people, but you're going to see it. When Adam and Eve were put in the garden, God said to them, don't touch that one tree. The rest of them are yours. Don't touch that one tree. If you do, surely you will. You'll die. Adam and Eve did it. They wanted to be like God. The minute they did it, they, they had been naked and enjoying relationships as a husband and wife. And all of a sudden, they were guilty. See, if you're guilty, you have a sin nature. How do you know you're going to be empty, lonely, guilty? Why are you guilty? Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 2 that God put a conscience in you. And we know by nature we're guilty. But I won't admit it to you. So what do Adam and Eve do? They go and hide. But before they go and hide, they discover, because their eyes have been opened, that they're what? They're naked. So what do they do? Tell me, what do they do? They clothe themselves with what? Tell me. Fig leaves. If you've ever seen a fig leaf, it's called dumb up. It's not wise. Fig leaves are prickly. Uh, We don't even go there. Okay, now. El stupido. So they're covered, she's covered, and he's covered with fig leaves. And God finds him. And he says, why did you run from me? Sin always separates. And Adam and Eve said, because we discovered we were naked. And the next, So what are they doing? Look at the first thing. What are they doing to cover their guilt? Good works. I'll cover, I'll do it myself. I'm not guilty anymore. I'm fine. And what does God say? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It won't work. To remove sin, there must be a blood sacrifice. And what does God do? He takes an animal. He sheds blood, picture of Jesus coming, and he takes the skins and clothes Adam and Eve. From the beginning of time, we've tried to get rid of our guilt by being good enough. doesn't work. What's the second way people think they're going to go to heaven? What church do you belong to? I'm a member of for 24 years. Praise God, I'm going right to heaven. Religion is always man's way to try to reach God. Membership in a church isn't bad. 
Lots of great churches have membership. We just don't have it because people use that as an excuse. Religion will not get you there. By the way, philosophy won't. Yeah, well, I don't really think there's a God. I think everybody's going to go to heaven. There's lots of ways to God any way in the world. Good for you. It's the lie of Satan. It's been the lie since the beginning of time. Same thing with morality. We're almost the same thing as good works. I, I don't necessarily have to do good works because I'm a good person. I'm moral. And that may be very true. But notice what none of those bridge the gap. So what am I left with? Quickly, you have to put your thinking care. I'm left with what? If, if I don't bridge a gap when I die, what happens? Death. What kind of death is that? There's three kind of deaths. First death is physical. How many are going to die physically? <laughs> Everyone. Second kind of death is spiritual. And that means separated from God. When I was born in sin, what was, remember what Jesus said? Remember what God said to Adam and Eve? When you, when you sin, you will surely die. What did he mean? They didn't die physically immediately. They died what? Spiritually, instantly. They were separated from God. My sin, if I don't take care of it, bothers me and it separates me from God. I'm going to die physically and I was born spiritually dead in my sins. What's the third kind? It's eternal death. That means if I don't find a way to solve my sin problem, when I die physically... I've already been dead spiritually. I will die and be dead eternally forever. Death is separation. What does that say? I'm going to be separated from the holy God for how long? For eternity. That's called hell. You see, if you and I ever had a picture of what that looked like, we'd be passionate about sharing the lost, the truth of God. So there's no way. The only way to bridge the gap between sinful people and a holy God is Jesus Christ. There's one mediator, the Bible says, between man and God, the man, Christ Jesus. So if I will repent and believe... I can then change. I walk this bridge. The gap has been solved. And at the bottom, I'm going to die physically, but I'm no longer spiritually separated. And I'm going to be at the bottom of this holy land. I'm going to be forgiven. I'm going to have freedom, joy, and a purpose in life. And I'm going to heaven. That is the solution. Now, how do people get from sinful people to holy God? How do you get there? It's called choice. Once a person understands that they cannot be good enough, nothing bridges the gap between their sinfulness and a holy God, they must choose. Some people will refuse the choice. That's what God makes us. He makes us free people. But many, when they see it, will take that and repent and believe. That's what will happen today. That's what happened in the book of Acts. That's what happened in the last 22 years with thousands of people coming to Christ. They took that step. Now, when you begin to see that, how can they take this step? Somebody has to tell them there is a solution. Because they, they're thinking wrong. Well, I'm good. So I want you to turn with me to the book of Romans, if you will, and, and scoot right on down to chapter 10. Watch this. A person can't make a choice if we don't speak up. 
if we don't tell them. So look at Romans 10, verse 14. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can the unbeliever believe in him if they've never really heard who Jesus is? And how can they hear about Jesus unless someone tells them, unless someone speaks up? So Paul says, we must go and speak up and share the good news. Because people are confused and searching for purpose and meaning. They need to know how to find God. They need to know how to have their lives changed. We have to go. We have to initiate the conversations. We have to pray for God to open doors. And then we can share the good news. So here's the, the, the speak up I want you to write. Notice, very clear, speak up. People cannot make a choice unless they hear the gospel. They don't know what choice to make. Now, think about that. You go into a restaurant today, and you go to a Japanese restaurant or a Chinese restaurant, and, and they only speak Mandarin in the, in the Chinese restaurant. And you say to them, what, what, what options do I have for lunch? And you go like, I can't make a choice like that. I don't even understand what you're talking about. Do you have an English menu, please? See, if you say to an unbeliever, Well, you need to get saved. You need the blood of Jesus Christ all over you. Huh? You're empty, lonely, guilty, and afraid of death. I know you are. They're clueless. So you have to, we have to find a way to what? Speak their language. And the language is simple because it's connected with the gospel. They already know they're guilty. They already have a life that has no purpose and meaning. So what in the world is the gospel? Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So we've talked about, we've talked about this morning, who is called to share, where do we share everywhere, why are we called to share, because people simply don't know, they, they need to understand it, they're guilty, they're empty, they're lonely, they're afraid of death, and last, what are we called to share, what are we going to talk about? Now, we're called to share the gospel. It's not complicated. It's very simple. Paul gives us a summary. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 3 and 4. Paul says this, For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. I'm going to give you three things to write down. That Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. That he was buried. That he was raised on the third day, according to the Scriptures. So the good news is not about a church. The good news is not about a religion. The good news is about Jesus Christ and what Christ did for all people. And everything Christ did is according to the Scriptures. It was predicted in the Scriptures. So we have a basis for it, starting in the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament. Now, I want you to write these three things. You won't necessarily use this, but it will give you a background that you'll never forget. So the three foundational truths of the Gospel are this. Number one, Jesus Christ died for our sins. So what that says when I'm sharing with somebody, I can share my testimony. I became a Christian because I accepted Jesus Christ's death on the cross for my sin. When he went to the cross, he took my sins. So that means everybody can be forgiven of their sins regardless of what they've done. Everybody. It's inclusive. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. And so you could say to them, Jesus died for your sins. That's why you couldn't be good enough. Only Jesus was good enough. He was the perfect son of God. He never sinned. And he took 
my place, he took your place. That's why the cross is important. Second, Jesus was buried. Why is that important? Because that's the empty cross. In other words, he didn't swoon. He was buried. He died. When Jesus paid for our sins, at the end, Jesus said this. It's important you understand. It is finished. What does he mean? There's nothing man can do. We don't add our good works to Jesus' works. It is finished. It's done. Sin is paid for. The power of sin is defeated. Death is defeated. Hell is defeated. It is done. Finished. Over with. Praise God. But there has to be another. Number three, Jesus was raised to life again. It's the empty tomb. There is no world religion that has the death of our leader and the resurrection back to life again. Only Jesus Christ. That is why you can't put anything else other than Jesus in the gap between sinful man and holy God. Do you know that there's no world religion that can give you assurance of going to heaven when you die, except for Christianity? None. You ask a Muslim, where are you going when you die? I really don't know. What a miserable way to live. We have assurance because of the empty tomb, Jesus Christ. That's huge. That's huge. Now, as you see that, you have to understand, as you look at that, how does all that work? I have the opportunity to speak up and tell people the gospel. You have to be you, can't be somebody else. And you have to realize that there's a million ways to share the gospel. But God has promised us, when we open our mouth, he'll give us the words. But you don't need, practice isn't the right word, but understanding how the unbeliever thinks and what the simple gospel is. C.H. Spurgeon's great pastor. Somebody asked him, can you define for me the gospel? I, I looked online this week and there was like a thousand paragraphs how to explain the gospel. Here's what Spurgeon said. Jesus Christ died for me. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's not complicated. What do you think on the cross? Do you think the thief turned to Jesus said, hey, can you give me a paragraph or two of what we're doing here? No, he says, I believe in you. And Jesus said, because you believed and repent, you're going to be in heaven with me. I'll take that too. Don't complicate it. But do not underestimate the power of the gospel. It'll change lives. Your life has been changed. Some of you have never crossed that bridge. You're still in the category of sinful people. Oh, we all started there. And you're empty and you're lonely and you're guilty and you're afraid of death. You just know you need forgiveness. There's, there's no purpose in your life. Some of you used to have that, but you've backslidden. You've walked away from God. And I want to give you a chance this morning. I'm just going to pray with you quietly in your seat. But I want you to do exactly what Jesus told us to do. I'm going to lead you in a prayer that's going to say, I'm going to repent of my sins and I'm going to believe in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. If that's you this morning, you want to pray that prayer quietly with me while all our heads are bowed, nobody's looking. To have your life changed, to have forgiveness, to absolutely have peace with God and to know that when you die, you're going to heaven. Or you need to come back to the Lord and make that recommitment. See, what awaits you is not what you want. You want to make that step between death and life. Devisions forgiven. In today's message, Pastor Mark walked us through the steps in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with unbelievers. Because of Adam and Eve's sin in the garden, we're separated from God, and there's now a gap in our relationship with Him. There must be something or someone to bridge that gap. 
That person was and is Jesus. There had to be a blood sacrifice, his death on the cross. It is a free gift for everyone. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. The messages that you hear each day here on Lessons for Living were produced from messages that Pastor Mark shared at the main campus in Melbourne. It's our prayer that this teaching from God's Word blessed and encouraged you in your walk with Jesus Christ. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866 866- That's 866-779-3441 Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com And follow the link to the church website Now the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living We will continue this series on speaking up for Jesus It's always important to remember where we came from in our B.C. Before Christ days Some of us may have been quite a mess. Some of us may have just been living life totally unaware of Jesus. No matter what your past may have been, God can and will use your own story for His glory. He will use it to show people His love. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ball of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right.